Okay, that was oh, exciting. All right. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to make the final cut, but it's definitely going to be in the deleted bits. <laughs> we should definitely have a yeah, director's right. commentary. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to stand for this. We can't just sit there. I... <laughs> and we got to pace around angrily. Yeah. Uh, right. So, keeping it 5150, episode number four. It's four. We finally heard back um, episode two, which you edited, mastered, and... Uh, it sounds good. It sounds like a podcast. It did. It's remarkably like a podcast. So if you're listening to this, you probably heard that. I'm assuming. I'm um, going to try and not. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, change how I speak a little bit because I figure it sounds like I'm laughing at my own jokes all the time, like Ricky Gervais does, and that's not good. I need to, you know, I need to improve my my skills on the mic. I say um and like a lot, and I have to cut. Yeah, you, you edit those out to make yourself sound like Ricky. I do. Voice. I. <laughs> yeah, doing it now. Like, 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 those aren't gonna make it. There's gonna be, it's gonna seamless. I'll leave those in so people know what I'm doing. Yeah, as an, as an example. <laughs> as an example of jokes. So yeah, this is this is uh, the, the housekeeping segment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we are really, we are really keeping out the whole releasing these to the public. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna continue to never have uh, any actual. Uh, Feedback from the public? No, as no, long as... not for a while. But you can email us at give it like a mate you feel okay at gmail.com. Wait, is that really the... Yeah, it really is. That's, that's the email. Right? All one word. Give it like a mate you feel okay at gmail.com. I remember that joke. I guess I didn't get that that was real. No, that's, that's really the email address. You can really email us that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's memorable. What was uh, pull the trigger on my love gun? Yeah, that's how you know I got to take it. Pull the on my left gun, 965. Cool. The baffle can you do at gmail.com. I think Kiss gives uh, Megadeth a run for its money. They're both hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we, Kiss is like, we keep going back on this. Kiss are kind of supposed to be at least in the arena a kind of a joke band, or at least a kid friendly or marketing themed band. Or, but they, or Megadeth are straight up kind of. You, you say that, but Kiss have a song about talking your girlfriend which is not as I mean Disney would not co-sign right that's all Megadeth don't really do that unless I'm misinterpreting what Black Friday is all about <laughs> yes <laughs> alright um, so eventually we'll release a podcast you guys will know when we do it because that's when you yeah your life will change <laughs> <laughs> you'll have the date tattooed on your wrist forever yeah, this is when I became activated as a yeah. 5150 podcast listener okay a um, couple of shows couple yeah of- I, I wrote this down as like we don't we should go to more metal shows because we basically just uh, sit around and I sit around my house and just drink and watch the new girl and craziest girlfriend on, on Netflix. As you do. And really, as as a, as the host or co-host of uh, Seattle's most important extreme metal podcast, <laughs> I gotta go to some fucking shows. Yeah. So coming up, uh, I saw the Ghost Bat, who I don't really know, and Astronoid, who did a record last year, really good, and someone called Void Throne, who are from Tacoma. Uh, playing April 18th at the Highline. Oh, yeah? And also at the Highline, you, you found that there was... Um, yeah, go ahead and try to... Uh, as, as fix, sure. extremity, hissing, fetid, and... Oh, multiferum? Multiferum. Sure. Yeah, well, let's call it that on April 29th. So, yeah. Hissing, so maybe we'll hissing, go to one of those yeah. shows. Uh, I, I think I, yeah, I might go to both of those shows. I definitely am curious about hissing, who are a Seattle death, death metal. Oh, cool situation. I'm also still up in the air as to whether or not I'm going to see uh, Mastodon 
at the Paramount Theater. Yeah. Um, um, that could be fun. I've never seen them. I've seen them twice. They're good both times. Alright. What was uh, the last record like? Is that the one that has Around the Sun on it? Yeah, Once More Around the Sun. Oh, like, oh, they're about to put out a new album, and I've heard the first single from it and did not like it. Oh! I so, heard that it was on Nervous Warriors or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was naughty. Yeah. Like, it was like a straight rock song. They have had the songs on the last two albums that go in that direction. That's not necessarily what I want out of uh, Mastodon, but... I've been watching the, the, the behind the scenes of the album, like the making of the albums, and it seems like there's songs that have fucking riffs and maybe Mastodon stuff. So hopefully the album's more Mastodon-ish and less um, whatever that first yeah, single is. I can't think of a band that can head up a single too. Um, I would compare it to a band I wouldn't listen to. Yeah, probably. Like, for, <laughs> that's me, that's how I roll, but I love me some Mastodon and, you know, like, a lot of people wanted to go back to Leviathan era, which is like... The way I want. Yeah. I actually, my favorite album there is Scrap the Sky, so I would prefer that they went back to, like, being a 70s prog rock band that also plays, like, has, like, Scott Kelly on vocals every once in a while, but I'll fucking buy the new album, and they have a lot of songs that I like, so... So is that, um... We may cut this out, but do you have any... Do you, do you watch the Oscars? I didn't see a single prime of the Oscars. Even. Well, oh, I, I no, the, the mis, mis announced, uh, this is probably picked to death already by the yeah. of people's eyes, but the, the mispronounced thing of, uh, the misreading of, uh, what was it? Is this, was it the, was the big hit one? Yeah, it was the best it, movie. It was that, it's, it's, it's well yeah. alone, the big hit one. Doubt, doubt was ridiculous. I think the thing that. Dude, get your shit together, Oscars, though. Yeah, and here's where extra get your shit together, because I think obviously that's really fucked up, and I feel super bad for. for Everyone involved in that, especially the people who got an Oscar and then had to give their Oscar. Yeah, that that's that, got to be like. Oscar. But for me, the thing that my big takeaway, I did not watch. This is the first time I didn't watch the Oscars in many, many years. But so Bill Paxton died sat- yeah. Saturday, and was it? Yeah, it was it? Was the day before? Wasn't it? The day before. From they, and movies. they didn't. And if I was in the academy, I would have been like, "We got to find an editor and find a way to squeeze Bill Paxton into this like in memoriam." Yeah. They did not. Oh, that's, he that's straight didn't appear in it. That I don't think that's been gained enough attention. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess, they, I guess they can cut him in next year, isn't it? The people who died in 2016 or the people who died since the last Oscar. Yeah, well, but, that's what people said, but, like, they didn't roll David Bowie into this Oscars. Like, they found a way to get David Bowie into, like, oh, really? last year's Oscars. Like, you, I think he would have been in that. we saw David Bowie. Yeah. From uh, Merry, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and Labyrinth. Yeah. And the opening uh, version of the, the live action part of the Snowman, the terrible, miserable Raymond Briggs drawing UK uh, Christmas show about Snowman. Raymond Briggs also does the When the Wind Blows. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. It, it, it seems. We keep talking about doing When the Wind Blows, threadless. The friends. The friends. Yeah, and then, and then I guess, put bags over our heads. I don't know what yeah. the next move is on that. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you think when next year when they put uh, Bill Paxton in the in memoriam, do you think they'll accidentally put a picture of Bill Pullman instead because no one can tell them apart? Do, do they actually look like? I have they look absolutely so. nothing alike. It's okay. mostly that their names I, are I would think that they look the same, but normal humans wouldn't have any difficulty telling them <laughs> yeah, apart. Yeah, you, you do. You have, you, um, it's not as bad as I make out. It's kind of it is fun to go. <laughs> I, I don't even know you. Like, 
Um, when you meet people several times. No, they, uh, they don't look anything alike. They have similar names and are both actors. That are they in the same kind of movies, like, same level? Sort of like, no, they're not A-list, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like always dependable. Well, like, uh, Bill actors. Pullman was a president in Independence Day. One of our favorite movie presidents. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, Bill Paxton was a punk rocker in The Terminator. <laughs> what do you find that he didn't play the main guy in Terminator? What does Paxton play in the Terminator? Bill Paxton, he's in the first scene in the original Terminator. Is he with... the one who has to give him his pants and boots and motorcycle? Uh, you're with... thinking of T2. Oh, it's dumb shit. In the actual Terminator, he rolls up on I think it's Griffith Observatory, and there's a bunch of like punk rockers. And yeah. oh, you get, I guess he does do. He does say your clothes give them to me, but it's not leather. Oh, it's like uh, okay, yeah. It, or it's not. Oh, yeah, like, that's that's Arnie's line. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think um, Bill Paxton's like wash day, nothing clean or something. That's a capital A line, but he's yeah. like, got like blue hair. So. <laughs> oh, also, I read he was mates with um, uh, Psycho Maka from Suicide Fantasy. Is that true? Yeah, the shit was shot to him wearing a uh, Suicide Fantasy shirt. Terrible. But not an infectious bruise. Uh, no, I don't think you've never <laughs> seen. Well, <laughs> not that I've seen. Yeah, not that anyone. Alright, so in conclusion, there's some shows that happened probably in the past after you've listened to this in Seattle yeah. that, you prob- that we might talk about later. Uh, the Oscars are shitheads for not putting, for not hiring an editor to like sneak a, a Bill Paxton yeah. title card in. And we've heard our podcast before you heard, which I think technically is always the case because we hear it while we do it. But yeah, but we've heard like the fully cleaned up, mastered edits. The stuff that you're listening to now has been yeah, all like so fucking edits, music cues, yeah. expert music cues and shit. It's, it's, it's been crowd tested by us. Yeah, <laughs> by one person. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Um, we're going to uh, take a quick break, hear from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be back with our future seven. <laughs> Hey guys, see it's a nice, nice opening. I'm, I'm doing it like, yeah, I'm doing it like they're our friends. That's <laughs> pretty good. I like you get them on your side. Hey, we all have a favorite thing about Batman. Might be the Batcave. Might be the Batpole. It almost certainly isn't the Bat credit card. How would you even swipe that? But for me, it was the Bat signal. What a great way for someone to get in touch with you. You just send a powerful beam of weirdly shaped light somewhere where you're bound to already be looking, like the night sky. Until recently, the question, why should Batman get all the signals? What's the deal with that? Would be met with eye-rolling at best, and more usually, a brutal stabbing. But that's all changed now, because thanks to personal-sky-signal.com, for just $45 a year, you can have your own sky signal, just like Batman, except shaped in a way that doesn't infringe existing copyrights and trademarks. Think of it. Square. Circle. Kite shape. Cloud. No, wait, not cloud. That would be confusing. And once it's set up, all you need to do is constantly monitor the sky for your signal. And when you see it, you send a text to 206-444-4444. And sometime later that evening, oh, the service is not what you're in You'll be notified who it was from and what you're supposed to do about it. So don't delay. Light up part of the Seattle skyline tonight. Service is limited to the city of Seattle. Make sure you have a clear view of the area directly above Noble Edwards Park. <laughs> Use the code 5150 for 5% brightness boost. That's personal-sky-signal.com. Bend the heavens to your will. And we're back. 
Feature segment. This is it. Yeah. Philip H. and Selma. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to keep being a Pantera fan. It is. Look, Pantera made it hard to be a Pantera fan. Whoa, wow. That <laughs> that someone hasn't heard Power Metal. I, I haven't heard Power Metal. No, I we did listen to. Yeah, I, I said you Mad, Metal Magic. Metal Magic's the first one, then Atlantic's uh, Project in the Jungle, then I am I am the Knight. They put out so many albums. Yeah, then they got rid of uh, Terry Blaze, the singer, and brought in Philip H. and Sam and and did Cowboys from No, not Cowboys from Hell. Then they did Power Metal. All of this stuff is not really available. You can get it on YouTube as easy as anything. Yeah. You can't like get physical copies of these of these things because they are rightly humiliated by these terrible <laughs> sub kissed like really rotten albums. All um but all produced by the, the drummers and uh, drummer and guitar players dad. And I think there was some legal fallout around I want the money from those terrible records. Yeah. <laughs> Come on man, oh. until Terry J got involved, there wasn't enough fucking money to be made up this band. Metal Magic, the cover for that. Oh, I mean the is, cover for all of them, but yeah, that's but that one such is, is I've seen drawings on PG folders in elementary school that were more awesome than fucking yeah. weird like cat monster holding a very impractical looking sword. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot to take in on it. We'll show note the shit out of it. Yeah, you need, to, you need to see this. It'll, it'll probably be the cover of this, of, of for this particular... Oh, uh, yes. That would be maybe a zoomed in one that with just the name of the episode emblazoned on it. We'll take a screenshot of it. Yeah. Because that's the best way to capture information. Screenshot of screenshot. <laughs> yes. That's how we do it. Anyway, so, Bill, late to the game, there's several terrible albums in. So, Rex Rocker Brown had a, a book... Uh, I started reading it for this podcast in order to get more information. Because Phil and someone talks about oh. how he was mistreated in it. And and Phil is defending Vinny a lot, even though Vinny hates him. It's this weird love triangle. Well, it's because Rex Rocker spends, I think, most of the book shitting on Vinny Paul. Like, <laughs> just, like, just in his shit. Like, just being like, have you ever had anyone who like, just doesn't understand jokes or language That's and shit? Like, like, the opening line of the book is... Because um, it, it's all I was like, you, you read some of it for me. And they have no eyes, it's dying. I just can't fucking stand your brother, man. It's, it's something like that. Yeah. It's, that's how he starts. Like, <laughs> oh, so you, you're just like up the one that's still lying. That's, yeah. But yeah, so like Rex, Rex Brown hates Vinny Paul. Yeah. They all seem to hate Phil and Somo yeah. during the course of being in Pantera to the point when Phil and Somo od And they did not wait for the ambulance or to arrive to be like call a radio station to be like, Pantera's looking for a new singer because they're all almost fucking dead. Like, Terry Blaze, what are you doing? <laughs> so they clearly hated Phil. Like those guys. Yeah, he was only dead for six minutes or whatever. <laughs> also, side note, any amount of minutes is too long to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like it's either permanent or no minutes. That's really what you're yeah. looking for. Like, I think Phil's on the movie guys. I don't think he's a ghost. I think. No, I think he's in a flatliner type situation, and now he just... Has he come back to spread wisdom? <laughs> no, I think he's just, like, being chased by ghosts. I haven't watched Flatliners in a really long time. Like, I know it's a Joel Schumacher movie. How did he even join that band? You did Wikipedia research. I did, and I can't remember the, um... Well, I, well, I watched the, um, VH1 behind the music that you sent me as well. It very much glosses over the details of... In, in favor of their new harder edge, they had to get rid of Terry Blaze, and they don't. I think they skip over metal, metal power. So power. Yeah, that well, they, that really uh, fucks and, up. And the recorded Cowboys from Hell. Nobody fucking did. <laughs> like, well, that really fucks up the narrative when it's like 
their new harder, like, extreme edge. And yeah. Like, more kiss songs. <laughs> but, yeah. That VH1's pretty fun. Oh, it is, yeah. But it ends with a film song like, oh, I really need fucking Benny Cole back in my life. It's really, it's sad about the, the fact that everything's broken down the way it has. I, do you think you just have goldfish memory? Is this good? Like, he could have reached out to Benny Paul, like, to be in one of his many bands at any point. I know, like, Hell Yeah's, I, I think. I, I've never heard Hell Yeah. I've only ever heard Damage Plan. Damage Plan were pretty shit. Okay. I mean, it looked like they were. They, uh, just, just by the album cover, which is, I think, four people in huge fat silhouette walking away from a big explosion again, my body's shining. You are. But come on. You it's, are. Been, it's Benny Paul. You're, you're allowed. Like, you <laughs> Like, if you're gonna make fun of anything, make fun of this clownish facial hair. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this big fat ass. So, I'm gonna go facial hair because it's like they're playing Trivial Pursuit, and every time he got an answer wrong, he had to shave just a strip out of his beard. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only one, and it was just like, I'll try and make it symmetrical. It's, there's no reason to have facial hair like that. Grow a beard or shave it. Yeah, pick, pick a length. <laughs> yeah. So, you're a Pantera fan? I, I really liked them for a while. A friend of mine was way more into them than I was. Like, the Vulgus Black Power was like, really, very, very good. I, uh, it's fine. It's, it's like, did it make him cry? No. How perfect it was? Wow. So I sent you that thing from, um, it's 25 years since Vulgus Black Power came out, and um, the metal community has been, can you miserate self? I don't know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, about. however you want to. Um, and one of them, uh, I think it was Vinny Paul talking about um, Diamond's reaction to it was, he was crying, going, like, I can't believe how fucking perfect it is. It's like, the first five songs are very good, and then there's a big drop off. Come on, you, you know that regular people brackets conceit? That's that's yeah. a great live in a hole with, but oh, come on, man. Do you think they just played five songs and he was crying, and then they were like, Do you want us to continue? He's like, No, I think I got it. We're good. <laughs> that's perfect. Still that, perfect. That EP that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a Pantera fan. It's not Bill's fault that I'm not a Pantera fan. You weren't like into them at the, at the, at the beginning, Black Clown days, and now like, God, did this fucking shit yeah. do come along? It's no, like the spandex era. No, that said though, you sent me, you sent me um, Metal Magic, and you're like, this is really terrible, and I listened to it, and my my first thought was, this may be better than the <laughs> celebrated material. Like this may, <laughs> I may like their fake kiss <laughs> era better than their like, we're kind of extreme, but we're mostly shitty groove. Like I don't know, that's not it. Well, like, when there's, when there's songs, I mean, and this may be just my bias as the kind of metal I like, but there's songs like, you know, Strength on Strength or whatever, it's like, pretty fast. Yeah. Right? I want them to play that way more often, but they frequently are uninterested. Yeah, they got to kind of, it's not quite doom. Yeah. Like super sledgy. Or what is it like? I think it's hard times all along for sledge, because it, it's too piercing. Ah, uh, because that, that guy does not look. No. He won't allow a tube in his house. No, he wants the app to be on straight away. I mean, he doesn't want to waste any time with. No, even like Mal for War or something. It's like yeah, gets wow. fast at the end, but you have to sit through like four minutes of kind of. I don't know. I just, I'm not. I don't really like that. Okay, I saw them. I saw them twice. Apparently, I saw them in '94 uh, in Liverpool uh, on the Fabio Driven tour. They were really good. And they played five minutes on and I'm broken, which are the two good songs on that record. Um, and then Cowboys from Hell stuff, and probably like some garbage off of the end of the of the volume display. And then obviously they did the like, I Am the Night all of them. They did so they, they did the, the, the usual Pantera set, uh, and 
very good and shouty and, and very loud and aggressive. And it was it was an unusual show because it was more like Pantera Crowd isn't the same. That's, the previous week I saw Paradise Lost and like more green, <laughs> doomy kind of. Right. They're from they're from they're Dowie Yorkshire playing like sad riffs. And the crowd's very different because they were much more like thugs that showed up the Pantera show. That's the one Salmo dresses like a fucking like, guy that would stab you. Yeah. Um, still. He still does. Yes. He still looks capable of stabbing. Yeah. Um, um, and then apparently they were Ozfest um, 98. I don't remember them being there. I remember Slayer and I remember Therapy stepping into the court and Corn dropped out. Therapy did it then. They were amazing. And they were yeah, you. They're a bullet. Yeah, kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A therapy I love. So it was like, this is the best. All these disappointed guys with corn shirts. Why were corn? That's the digression, obviously. But why were corn successful? I think the uh, the beginning of Blind's pretty good. That's not even their song. That's like a different. Like it was like an older band that. Is that true? That I think John, like the singer, was in. Jonathan Davis was like, I think he wrote it, but not for like corn. Oh. Which might explain why it's marginally more listenable. Than yeah, it's short too. I don't, I don't know it was a, a super short song, but some, I've seen people do it for karaoke and it over-mercifully quickly. Fits. That's, um... It's an odd karaoke choice. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you got to time that are you ready really well. Yeah, you oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, you weren't ready! <laughs> the obvious example of that, like, uh, Phil and Summer was not in. Korn was the one band Phil and Summer hasn't been in. Oh my god. Like, uh, I, I started doing, um, because I knew, I, you know, inside baseball, we discussed that we were probably going to talk about Phil and Summer on this podcast. We're not just riffing on this right now without deep knowledge of Phil and Summer. Well, because if you listen to past, past podcasts, we're experts at telegraphing future podcasts. Yeah. Because we're like, started talking about something and we're like, Oh, we should, we should have a whole podcast about yeah. that subject we don't have very much now. So. Yeah, yeah. So we mentioned Phil being funny, and I did, I did the Phil ensemble voice. Yeah. And we knew that we were gonna, we we're gonna do this. So yeah, you, you sent me a wealth of tremendous reference material. Did any of those bands stand out to you? I quite like Scour. The um, uh, the most recent thing you did, the bass player from Pink Destroyer, is kind of a, kind of white metal and kind of, uh, kind of hardcore. And he was super short songs. He, well, yeah, he so he was in a bl- another black metal band. Huge Quest Inversion was one, and that was like really black metal. Like you could you could have, you can't hear the vocals, you can barely get out like a strong pick. Kind of, yeah, more like traditional black metal. I, I dug into this this week, so, so I, yeah, you're really yeah. You're, uh, no, I like like four or five songs. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got it. That's it. Yeah, the Scour actually kind of nice. Um, I think it was, in, it was Viking Crown. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, yeah. is that real? Yeah, no. that sounds like a, like a, if there's a Phil Anselmo band name generator, <laughs> like let's hit refresh. Viking Crown. All right, yeah. I guess that's yeah. Yeah. Also, maybe maybe that's the wrong kind of imagery you want. That's what you want to steer away from. That. We're Not, gonna get into, wait, into exactly yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, that we'll is get, we'll, we'll do the music stuff first. Okay. We'll but the horror of Phil Anselmo. This is some foreshadowing or foreshortening. You're an art person. Yeah. That's not imagery that he would shy away from. No. Versus his yeah. like, like, I think cramps. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. That's my kind of cramps. Um, <laughs> that's my kind of cramps. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, was, oh, I mean, there's a bunch of other ones. Like, but, I mean, way more bands than you. So that dude's steady crushing out terrible bands. That's yeah. a bit mixed. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Then there's, uh, I feel like, Phil like H.R. Selma and the Illegals. Uh, which is not actually not very good. I'm not some this year. And Bill and Phil, 
I'm not sure if we build it. He's through film schools. No, there's more, there's more stuff we haven't touched on. This we're not going to get to. Really strange. I think Phil Hall plays guitar on that one and doesn't sing. Someone else is singing. Um, presumably Bill. Did he Bill? You know what? Should have done a little bit more research before we started talking about <laughs> No, you did the proper amount of research, I think. But I listened to um, uh, one of the songs on that and it was, it was quite good. Kind of like weirdly Nick Cave-ish. Um, really? Yeah. It's not what you expect. Quite well, a, I mean, you know that guy's a Smith fan. He's a, he's a huge Smith fan. Yeah. This is my favourite thing about Donatella. In fact, it might be the only thing I actually like about Donatella. Because <laughs> we're gonna, because we're gonna get down to this. Yeah, we're yeah. eventually gonna we're, get. We're there. building up to it. And it's gonna. Yeah. It's, it's, we have like, a half an hour. We're so we have, to, we have a thing to do after this, so we can't. Ideally, it'd be better if we were drinking good spirits, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah, or on heroin. Was <laughs> thing I sent you was that him going through. I think it was the Queen is Dead by the Smiths, going track by track, going. We like the song <laughs> to every song. Yeah. <laughs> Morrissey's gonna be bad. <laughs> like they're extreme. They're only. They're not extreme. No, no one's ever. That is not a thing that anyone has ever said. No, the Smiths. They're amazing. I love the Smiths. I love this much way more than I love Pantera now. I I only kind of like this move, so I like them more than I like Pantera. Sure. So, so I think we've established our positions on Pantera. Yeah, yeah, no. But like this is gonna become a hatchet piece about <laughs> Pantera. Mostly yeah. about, um, I'm, I'm making it intentionally difficult for myself by setting up the fact that you know Fabi Andrew got some really good no, not Fabi Andrew, I'm sorry. <laughs> Great Southern Train Kill has a couple of really good songs on it. And the, and the one after that does not. The one after that has no good songs. Yeah. Goddamn electric. Put your faith in fucking whiskey, weed, and black sound, but a better band than Pantera. Yeah. No, look. That's the complete nerd. I, yeah, I could sign. I could yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I, No, I'm down at that point. Yeah, sure. It's, no. it's yeah. Um, Sounds like a good night out. Um, yeah, he, he took go through the, the Smiths record and, and oh, just oddly adores uh, Morris. Which, which is, if he was a more likable person, and again, we're, we're dancing around the thing, yeah. but if he was a more likable person and less sort of like constantly at least projecting such a stereotypical metal guy meathead yeah. like machismo kind of thing, it would be endearing that he would like have a video where he goes through a Smith's album and talks about how why he likes it. That would yeah. be like a thing that would actually be like, oh, this is like, kind of cool because I didn't see this coming. Yeah. This but, is more shocking. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's but um, but he is all those things I just said, so it's yeah. hard to like, yeah, it's hard to parse out. Um, yeah, there's, there are problems with with, uh, with that. I think that um, their image is how it wasn't particularly good for Apple because they were one of the, they were one of the biggest bands in they, Apple for a while. They, they were. They would. I don't know if they were big, as big as Metallica, but they were getting up there. And this is the mid nineties when Metallica was really selling records and stuff. Um, in fact, it was it was the period where Max was like were huge touring, but not releasing any records because they'd done the black album, they were as big as they were going to get. And then Pantera were probably the next band down from them in the, 100%. in the world of metal. Like, they're way bigger than Megadeth. Or, yeah. Um, uh, I have to go to like ACDC around metal uh, yeah. to get a bigger band than that, I think. I, I would totally agree. And, and I would think, like, which I, I've said before, that's sty- the style of metal that like Pantera popularized. Is that the Victory Records kind of It like, became, like, I think. What people who played metal like kinda like went towards people who didn't want to play really death metal or stuff that was fast. Yeah, 
we're like, oh, this is cool. It's like a good groove, and we'll like yeah. play like kind of slow, but it's not doom. It's like a hybrid of like where it's like kind of thrashy, but mm. kind of kind of sludgy, but it's more thrashy than it is like yeah, yeah. It's the wrong tongue for sludge, man. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, and so it's like, oh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have like a thrash kind of guitar tone and play kind of thrasherous, but everything's gonna be like slow and low kind of. And so you can't understand like people clearly like that record, and that's oh, yeah. clearly uh, or their records like when they you know fucking and probably Volume Spiders was the one that really ticked me below that. So that seems yeah. like the most popular one. Yeah, I would say that, and I knew people who bought Far Beyond Driven. Wow, that's like, I, like, yeah, like. Good friends in a bottle of pills. Yeah, yeah. So you see, you see where I like. I knew people who wrote, who like metal, like fucking love, like they were, they were that shit. And Pantera did come up to Anchorage, and I, oh, I go to their show, but everyone else <laughs> I know went to that show. That yeah. would have been a lot of scumbags then. I was like, even now, when you go, <laughs> yeah. to, I don't know how we get people actually. As we'll discover, um, when you go to a show, a show now, the people that are acting like dicks, like nine times out of ten, like if it's not a soul flusher. Because <laughs> uh, I don't really like that, but they do seem to have attracted an awful lot of horrific people into the metal community. Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know what it is other than we should just talk about it. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's just, move on to white philosopher is is always a massive fucking racist. Well, he's a right, yeah. So he's because we're gonna get into stuff that will be kind of libelous if it wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah, luckily we're in the age where people take video of everything and yeah. post it on the internet for us to comment on. Dime Bash 2016. The the Dime Bash, which there's a Dime Bash. Let's throw that out. That's that I think that had, yeah. I had <laughs> in in like a weird like a little club, not like you think considering how big Pantera were, not, but like how respected Dime Bag was by guitarists, not by us, but by <laughs> other guitar players. No, he's, he's he can really fucking play, but. He's, Guitar time is god awful. No, he did. He, yeah, he had. And the pitch harmonics and the screaming. Like, he, he didn't sound like a guitar player. He was really good. No, and he did a lot of weird country stuff that, like, if we want to, like, get nerdy, I'll just cut this out. But, like, he would do things like playing a half a step below the note he actually wanted to hit and always yeah, bending, like bending up to it. Bending up to it, which is a real, like, that's a real country yeah, like, you, you guitar can hear that technique. Thing. You know that on Southern Franco on the big solo thing at the end. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, like so he did stuff like that that was real like, you know, he he had all these like he threw in a bunch of techniques that were not like standard. Yeah. He just that dude hated vids and he hated tubes and his guitar sound was really shitty. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a shame that he intentionally went that way. Like Yeah, he was like, it sounds great, and it's that's nuts. Like SG and a high watt, that would they would have sounded amazing. Yeah. They're just like a Marshall, like he could he had a good Marshall. Yeah. The left Halls. I mean, you would need he needs Floyd Rose, but I guess he'd get like a Yeah. Sort of weird super strat. It's an ESP strat. <laughs> Floyd Rose. Those those deans, man. They were they were fucking ugly guitars. I mean That's they're the, the the most ugly mainstream, the most consistently ugly. <laughs> like if you say a brand like Jackson, some of the guitars are ugly. Ivanes, yeah, some of the guitars are yeah. some are gorgeous. Dean, every fucking single one. <laughs> Well, Come at me, Dean. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like, where's your pretty guitars? The, just the fact that, like, those guys were like, you know, re- like Pantera was just like real, over, like, extreme. Yeah. But I'm gonna have a weird pointy guitar with lightning bolts painted on, like a blue guitar with bright blue lightning bolts painted yeah. on it. It's not the opposite of extreme because lightning bolts are pretty extreme. Yeah. In nature, <laughs> so maybe you know, one of the less extreme things. 
Uh, maybe that's a, but that's a false equivalency of like we're really heavy and extreme and also. So I'm gonna have a thing painted on there that could theoretically kill you or burn you. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Say like it it really clashed with his cargo pants and dyed beard or whatever. Yeah. Although he was a clashing man, he was never considered to be. He, was, he never hit the best wrestling metal list. Uh, Is that a list? <laughs> Uh, we'll get we'll get back to this very serious conversation about an asshole in a second. But if you uh, are listening to this, holler at us for who you think is the best dressed in metal. Is it Josh Hong? Maybe Josh Hong. He seems to he seems to dress pretty sharp. Yeah, he's a sharp dress man. He's gonna need solitaire. We're still trying to talk about racist balance. Yeah, yeah. We're tr- we're, it's like we're running away from. Um, apparently, Dime, Dime Bash, which for people who don't give a shit about terrible shows and small clubs <laughs> that you wouldn't go to. It seemed like it was a night celebrating Pantera with people doing Pantera songs. I think they did Pantera songs. I think they did Motorhead songs as well. Oh, okay, because of the timing. Yeah. And Bell Cell was there with other people from metal. Yeah. Like, real, like not just, like, people who were in, like, Magic Metal, a loving tribute to Pantera or whatever, but, like... No, they wouldn't have been there. Yeah, they... Rob Flynn's there. Rob Flynn's there. Um, I think Scott Ian is there. Yeah, so dudes are there. Pay the like play Pantera songs to get drunk and have a good time or whatever. Uh, there's video of this, we'll show note it. Yeah, fucking so shit ass fucking Bill and Somo gets done with playing some shitty Pantera song. Let's say it's Walker, let's assume it's Walker. I don't think it was Walk, I think it was but he gets done with one thing and it's the last of the night, and so he uses randomly starts sig hiling and screaming white power away from the mic while like. The MC or someone who is also like on stage is just trying to wrap it up and get him the fuck off stage because yeah. he's being like, because he's like, what, what is happening right that now? Guy, that guy's like, yeah, people have cameras these days. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. gonna have to do something about this. Yeah, uh, so you can see that 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 definitely happened. That was a hundred percent happened, and at the time he was rightly called out for it. Yes, he uh, was. like immediately. It, like it wasn't. It didn't take a long time for no. Him to it's like, taking a long time for us to do it because we just started talking. Yeah. So, yeah, but that dude, like, got called out, he got called out immediately, and his response was, oh, it was a, it was a private, it was just a joke, because yeah. I was drinking white wine backstage with some people, and so it was a joke. So he said that, and then, um, I'm also going to be a, a lawyer against him in this, yeah. this he also said that the, the people in the crowd were attacking him, whining him, and heckling him constantly, and calling him a racist. Maybe from this incident from that time before. <laughs> Maybe he's done a bunch of other no. racist shit leading up to this. I'm, I'm going to say they probably talked to him at the bar before the show. <laughs> it's weird. He's happened to drop some racist shit. Like, so many tattoos and then had more racist tattoos put over them. He had them covered up with racist <laughs> tattoos. It was a weird, weird move. That is, that is, that okay. is the opposite that of how... That might not have happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. So returns to stuff that definitely did happen. He, was, he claimed that people were heckling him. Sure. Fair enough. Um, let's say that that did happen. Sounds reasonable. And he said they were calling him racist. That sounds like a probably a balance of probabilities. They probably were saying that. You know, wind, wind him up. He seems like he might be sensitive <laughs> about being called a racist. Or just, that, or just sensitive about everything. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of like a like thin-skinned a... dude. So he said, uh, basically his excuse later was, separate from the white wine, it was a private <laughs> joke thing, was I wanted to show them what real racism looked like. Oh, good move, okay. Phil. Uh, I want to show them what real ugliness looked like. I'm like, Fuck, that's that's a dumb way of doing it when okay. you have a history. Even even if it's just one incident back in nineteen ninety four, and and if there was no incident between them, which there fucking probably was, it sounds like. 
That's not the way to do it, man. And you know that's not the way to do it. Yeah, I wouldn't call that for this before. Yeah, and I would say two things. One, okay, so I think if if anyone heckles you about a specific thing that you're, like, not into, and let's, again, use this to say you're racist, why would your... Like, how do you get to, like, oh, I should just be more racist to, like, show them, uh, the, show I'll, who's boss? I'll show you with a Benjamin. <laughs> Racists talk like this. <laughs> yeah. that, talk like this. So, I'm just saying that that is not, um, not how anyone thinks. Like, it's, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I can't oh, see a win. way in which that's, like, you're like, oh, I'll fucking teach them a lesson. <laughs> like, I don't think that one holds water. No. Or if it does hold, if he really does think that, he's just crazy. Yeah, it's like that is like the attitude of someone who doesn't isn't cognitively all there. No, right? And the white wine thing. Fuck off! That you're aware that there exists white wine going somewhere. You you do not fucking drink Chardonnay. <laughs> That's like, well, yeah, I I cannot picture a scenario where going somewhere is just send this back. I think it's corked. Cool. Yeah, no, he's not Lars Ulrich. I'm sure Lars Ulrich it's, is like a, a fine collector of probably drinkers. He probably collects what he probably is a no. He probably just does tasting like backstage of why <laughs> that why that he already knows he likes. So we don't also but then Sam Rob Flynn uh, comes out with his video and says, "Yeah, I, I was there with Diamond Dash. There wasn't fucking white wine backstage, which is what you would expect, like, having been yeah. Also, metal venues. It's not yeah, not far back there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you're at a metal bar, you don't, you're like, you're house white, but, like, no. there's no house white, right? <laughs> but also, uh, Rob Lynn named actual white wines. As opposed he did. To Rob, he's, like, Chardonnay. No, he's, he's, he's a sharp fellow, Rob Lynn. Yeah, I, I was, I would to digress on this slide, and I've talked a little bit to you about in the week about this. I was really surprised Rob Flynn, uh, for a start, came down on, on, uh, on Pantera's being, uh, on Phil and Sam's yeah. because... He's still a very powerful figure in, in metal, Bill, right? He's, still, yeah. like, he's in he's in every band, right? I think yeah, he might yeah. have been in our band for a while. <laughs> he was. So it's it's going against um uh, it's going against a very a very much more powerful figure than Rob Flynn is. Yes. Uh, and he's like like Machine Head doing okay, and I think they'll they'll kind of always be sort of a middle tier metal actor. They're never gonna never gonna break through to the, the yeah. level. Yeah, because they're not they're not a great band, and I just assume that they're all first record is actually great. Okay. Yeah. It's, we'll it's show note that first one, and you guys can you guys can holler at us about. Yeah, you can say yeah, the second one, the more things change, it's not great. But yeah. yeah, the first one was really good. Every time anyone mentions Machine Head, I just I just am hoping they're talking about the Deep Purple album. I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> that one's got space <laughs> truck in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they first broke in, in the UK and I'm reading Karang, we were saying, uh, I think it's pronounced Karang. That's how I pronounce it. It's came out with another pronunciation of Karang. Yeah. Um, and it's a machine, and I just assumed there was some deep purple influence or deep purple covers about that. That's that bullshit. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. And then it's real. But I saw a picture of them, and it's like, oh, those guys don't want their fucking deep purple. <laughs> they look like scumbags that play thrash. Yeah. Nailed it. That's exactly yeah, what they Yeah. And, uh, but Rothman also at the time seemed much more um, into. Two things, Coke and sure. Rob Flynn. Yeah. He's supposed to be those two sport of just the, and now I follow his Twitter and, and uh, sort of reading more about him. He's much more of a grown up, sensible dude. He's posting about the Women's March and he- not in terms of like stupid things. He was yeah. like uh, posting pictures from there going, this is great. Um, he's obviously against Trump and stuff like that. He's uh, like, 
a social conscience dude, which is not what you see. You see it in punk and hardcore, but you don't really see it in metal a lot. And you yeah. especially don't see it in that more tough guy, thrashy. Yeah. Uh, like Slayer are not good at this. They have songs about how amazing fucking thrashy metal is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Megadeth. Oh my god. Yeah, Megadeth. Rick Santorum is their their yeah. So it's a bit of a surprise. So they have a dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's nice to have a guy that speaks clearly and well on on, on these issues. It was. It was Good to see him do this. And, he, and, he, he went, and, was, he and you're right, it's pretty it's pretty courageous. And he mentions as much in there, which is where he says like he was worried about speaking out about it because metal fans. Yeah. In general, like either sweep it under the rug or just confront you and deny it and like try to trump like, Yeah, or or like that's also just an undercurrent that could that's in there. You yeah. Know? So Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like was pretty courageous of him, and it's a, it is a really good video, and I encourage everyone yes. to go to the show notes and, watch and watch it. Um, because he seems like a thoughtful guy who admits that he he's was an asshole in the past. Yeah, and he's yeah. Not above. It was like, nice to see that that journey. <laughs> yeah, where he's like, look, I I've been an, I I did a shit heel too, and yeah, and I'm trying to be a better person. Yeah, and you should stop. Uh, Letting Phelan's son escape on being an asshole. Yeah, he and he also goes on to reveal more things about Phelan's son, but they spoke about that evening where, I don't know, any of the language he uses, Dude. he's more comfortable with that than I am. Uh, but he refers to the, the two um, two very bad Machine Head records where they were dabbling with more, uh, more of hip hop and more of rap and more of the uh, new metal kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, you, you, you can about that in a very negative way. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is fine, you can speak about it in a negative way. He used not, certain words you shouldn't use. No, not in the way that thought. So you no, can't. No. Yeah, like also, Rothfeld doesn't rush to the defense of those albums. It makes makes me like. <laughs> so apparently, there is more of this going on that is publicly. Yeah, I'm sure it. It seems like oh, so well, it's pretty free with his with the police. It's yeah. terrible, terrible, terrible racist. So the other thing I wanted to get into is like, so he says these whole things, and he apologizes, and he seems to apologize quite sincerely about this stuff he seems to be very what the, what, but he keeps having to say this so yeah how many i how many times do you need to apologize before you either get it or fucking we just have to not accept that apology right yeah like, I, I, I don't know it seems and it, also it like sucks because and also if you wanted to apologize you should have done it right away and not come up with two very suspect like and i'm just talking about specifically about the dime match things like he could have been like, like I, don't know, I was really drunk, I was fucked up, I don't know, like you know, he, like that, that would have been very believable. Yet yeah, instead, he came up with some very suspect excuses. Yeah. And then it didn't go away, and now he's like, whatever, go on radio and fucking like yeah. I got a little block for everybody. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. He's got a lot of lyrics that really this in gen- I'm just saying in general. Yeah, he seems a he seems good with hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what I would call him a bigot. But the truth is, no one in this room of two people, like, know Phil and Somo. And so we, all we can do is judge him on, as a, as a someone in the public eye, all we can do is judge him on the shit that we see yeah. and hear, right? And if there's constant sort of fucked up red flag shit where he, like, says a bunch of, like, like super shitty racist bullshit... I'm. I think I'm okay in thinking like that he's a shit deal until he proves otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I think he's he's. Uh... But but it makes me it makes me wonder how much I can support 
Um, I don't know. Yes, maybe, maybe he does like white people. Now I think about it, it's it's not. It certainly doesn't look good. And no, I mean, there's definitely smoke there. I don't know if there's fire, but there's definitely smoke, right? Yeah. Like, like and he's doing a bad job of containing or not putting out more smoke. No, no, <laughs> he's like he's right? like the whole middle hour of background when it comes to stopping preventing fires. Yeah, um, that was the first time anyone's mentioned background in yeah. like 15 years. <laughs> Shout out to. Whichever bald one is in backdraft, the uh, Billy. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I've seen the backdraft. It looked like a commercial for razors. <laughs> I got <laughs> a very, like, well, like good-looking dudes like, kicking down doors. Gillette, the best event thing that You felt like that was going to pop up at any moment. It wasn't. It didn't look like a kind of movie that you, you needed. You could see the trailer and go, I got it. No, it was, you know. It went on. There was multiple. There's fire. There's oh. fighting fire. There's a camaraderie of firefighters. There's a lot to it. I think uh, Robert De Niro eats a sandwich real funny. There's a lot of sandwich acting. That, that is Robert De Niro's way highest. <laughs> sandwich acting? Yeah, really eating a sandwich. He should do ads for Subway. No one should do ads for Subway. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine how amazing this is? This is Robert De Niro. Yeah. Slow eating. The cold cut combo. Swearing. It's, you blew it! While he's eating a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Oh, show sure, that Copland reference. That is because no one got that guarantee. Two people were like, "Yeah, Copland," and everyone else is like, "I have no idea what he's talking about." Um, so one good thing came out of this conversation. Yeah, we talked about Copland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a good movie. I'm not being interrupted. People yeah. don't go on about Copland. I think I, I think Copland is properly written, but I don't know. So the question is, I think um, before we wrap up this segment, does it change? your appreciation or wanting to seek out stuff that Phil and Somo has been part of. So do you feel weird about listening to Pantera album? Or like listening to like fucking various yeah. affiliated projects. Is it is it weird? Do you do you feel any sort of Roman Polanski effect? I mean that's not the same thing, but it's No, I mean you separate the art from the artist is it's yeah. a constant a constant struggle. Um yeah, it, it's it is difficult because like I I dug into in order to Learn more about Phil and Sam, sure. not just the racist stuff, but learn stuff. Oh, he's not been banned. And he's done some stuff, and some of it's really good. I like, I like Scout a lot. Um, and does it does it feel weird to uh, like support that? Because I'm just doing it on Spotify, and I mean, legit, he's getting like 70% for every time, yeah. every time I play that record. Um, That's almost a bottle of white wine. But <laughs> <laughs> kind of Phil and Sam, I think, yeah. I, was thought this, I thought I'd be kicking Phil and Sam more because um, he's done horrible fucking things. Um, really, I mean, I, I think I'm trying to devil's advocate a little bit. So yeah, I'm you, I think story. you've been pretty fair. I've been less fair. Yeah. Because I mean, um, but at the same time, I don't want to. I'm definitely not saying people are being too politically correct. No. No, no, people are being properly correct on this issue. You can't say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> One of these complaints was, oh, people are like analyzing this too much. It's like motherfucker, that you give us context, then that's exactly what you did. Yeah. Like, say more about it or apologize yeah. properly or do whatever you're supposed to do. So awesome. I think came out and said, um, if you're really, really apologize, make, make a donation to. Yeah, that's got, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I embrace freedom of speech, but he has the right to say whatever dumb shit he wants. Sure, and yeah. we have the right to. Yeah, we have the right to fucking uh, podcast about it. Yeah. Or uh, watch videos or just dog him out. And. I don't think that's being oversensitive or politically correct or anything. No, to be like, no. hey, maybe perhaps be a good person. If you have a history of saying racist things, 
and your image that you deliberately project is very like it's it's a bit skinheady and a bit like it looks like he's gonna to so the uneducated person like the average person looking at him like God looks like a fucking racist. You, yeah. you kind of go out of your way to not do that. Like if you, if you dress like a fucking angry, <coughs> thuggish, stabby, skinhead dude, if you're not that, you have to you have to step yeah. up more than a normal dude that doesn't work. Yeah, that, I feel you know, like or embrace it, whatever. Let me know so I know which which. He like, definitely he's definitely embrace it. Yeah. yeah, if he did more like press conferences from like Creative Air or something, it was like giving you some charity, then you'd be like, all right, cool. Bill's a decent guy, but yeah, you're right. Charity the only benefits watching. Oh fuck's sake, Phil. <laughs> God damn it. You had me and you lost me. <laughs> um, Alright. Uh so yeah, 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 Phil, yeah. I guess the the But where do we land on this? Like with verdict. Other than I think both of them Yeah. Uh it's it, I'm I'm not gonna be burning my pants out of records. Uh I might have to curb my listening to them on Spotify. Uh, I might have to Stop seeking out the new phones on my bands if I'm that. Yeah, I think it's more. I mean, Pantera, you know, obviously, look, Vinnie Paul needs to eat. Vinnie Paul looks very well fed. (laughs) Fashion. (laughs) I'm not worried about Vinnie Paul. (laughs) Waste him away! I want to see the Vinnie Paul charity drive on TV with sad music playing. And Rex Brown's <laughs> pointing and going, this is Winnie Paul. Winnie Paul weighs only 280 pounds. <laughs> he used to be 480. <laughs> Full disclosure, I don't, I don't think he was at the 480. But no, he's, a no. big, he's a big It's like, damn, play drums are, how many calories are you taking in to do a two-hour <laughs> show playing that fucking, you know, that fast some of the time? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not playing that. <laughs> yeah. He's in a hammock. <laughs> um, so, in conclusion. In I conclusion, guess, no conclusion. <laughs> Phil kind of a dick, problematic to listen to his shit. Vinnie Paul, uh, Stephen thinks that he might be a little heavy. And Manny wait, 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 objectively, <laughs> I'm concerned about Vinnie Paul's health. Yeah, look after yourself. Man. Look after yourself. If you want to be on the podcast, you would interview Yeah, anytime. You want to come over to Seattle. Or we'll Skype you in. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about bands that you weren't in. We'll, t- we'll talk about you trying out, we'll talk about your brother trying out for Megadeth, getting in, then uh, saying, not taking the gig because they wouldn't let you in. You're too annoying to play with Dave Mustaine? Jesus but, Christ. Do you think that was the do you think that was really the problem? So. I'm just, that's the, they were probably the just, just like I we like our drummer. There's also yeah, a power yeah. imbalance. Yeah, if 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 uh, you don't want people ganging up on Dave Mustaine. Yeah, there's only well because there's only there's, there's only four people in that group, so if, if you had the fucking bass player bass player Dave Ellison. Dave Ellison, yeah. He's probably gonna side with Mustaine. Yeah. Right, when you do that much like cocaine and speedballs together, yeah, you're, you're bonded like, bound in like bonded by power. <laughs> so when you have that, you're not gonna decide against it. So if you have a fucking dime bag and Vinny Paul, then it's like a tie. Yeah, they can't decide where to eat now because like two people wanted to go to Chick Fil A, and then two it's people it's wanted to go to Famous Dave's Barbecue, and no one could decide on like where to like which one to actually go to, right? Yeah. They had exactly. to have a fifth member. They had to bring in a keyboard player. Also, they they've been in a band together. This was like just before Power So they were quite happy to kick Rex Brown to the curb, who they'd also been with for like what five, seven years at that point. That's what. Look, don't fuck with a dude's rubber, man. You can't immediately be like, I'm sure he was like getting drunk, being like, hey, Don, hey, Diamond, <laughs> Diamond, yeah, he, he wasn't done yet. They weren't cool yet. Daryl, come over. D. Come, come on over here. Your sucks. Let's get anyone else to play drums.
<laughs> your brother's party hole right at the dips. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Mustaine. Where's Rex Rocket Brown? <laughs> and the new bass player. Also, I can't tell the difference between Lamb of God's lead singer Randy Blythe and Rex Rocket Brown. They look exactly oh, okay. like <laughs> Well, well, welcome, welcome to my world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will, uh, if this makes it into the show, we'll do a show note. Yeah. I'll make a file that has both of them side by side, and you guys can pick it out. It's a, it's a real Paxton Pullman type situation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a lot. We, we covered a lot and concluded very little. That's what we do. We never really saw the whole black metal thing either. Like, we, were like, we don't know if it's the funniest it's, thing we've done. Let's read some ads. We'll be right back after this. Now, we've all heard of Airbnb. It's the unregulated crowdfield app that lets you stay in someone's basement for just 120% of the price you pay for a clean hotel room. But, Podfans, have you heard of Airbnb? No? Well, I'm bringing you the news of the synthetic insect rental service that everyone in the online insect for hire communities, or community, is talking about. So you've got flowers hanging around the place and they need holiday. What are you going to do? Here's what you do. You send your details to Airbnb, and within a couple of days, you get a packet of six U.S.-made titanium robot bees. You set them loose in your apartment, and these guys get to work. You're probably concerned about getting repeatedly stung by dangerous, nuclear-powered, corrosive-resistant cyber bees. And you should be, because Airbnb accepts no responsibility for inevitable stinging, serious blood wounding, and paralysis caused by having these dangerous monsters flying around your home. But as the Airbnb's customer service statement says, in full, don't be such a wuss. Airbnb, monsters in your closet, and kitchen, and bathroom. Woo! Right. Now, yeah, now we're leaving it in. Okay. Um, you downloaded it, you knew what you got. Yeah, back. recommendations. Last, we're gonna last get... section, which I'm, I'm going to rapidly change my things, I was going to recommend that. I was going to recommend Scout, the Phil Anselmo great thing uh, that they give the best word from uh, English for Did I talk you out of it? You did, because I'm thinking... Yeah, Persuasive. You know what? This is democracy in action. It's, Protest work, people. It's pretty good, but you shouldn't hear it. No. It's, <laughs> you know, there, there are other non... Uh, at least, there are bands that we don't know are racist who are making bands <laughs> that are this good. We'll support them until we find out what they are. How about that? Is that a reasonable position? Is that is that? That's a, that's no, this guy almost definitely is. The music's pretty good. There's a lot of music out there, so I'm gonna withdraw my recommendation of Scout. So I'm gonna recommend a record that came out last year by Astronoid. I think it was called I think it was called Air, or it might be called something else. But it was we'll the, show, it, it we'll was show the Astronoid record that came out last year. Yeah. Uh, it's really the first two tracks are really really good. It gets a bit samey, but if you like those first two tracks, and I, I kind of did, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, this, this is the worst way to spend now. It's maybe, maybe a slightly stronger recommendation for it should be required, but it's it's really good. It's not like um, metal I've heard before. It's, there's My Body Valentine in there. There's even more obscure, like, uh, obscure, like more like this, those weird Norwegian spacey bands like right, right. Mum. Uh, yeah. Those kind of uh, atmospheric electronic electronic events. Sure. There's some, there's some things like that going on there, so that's... It's a very interesting record, and they're flying in Seattle soon, so yeah. listen to that. Yeah, listen to that. So my recommendation uh, for this week, number seven inch, I'm going to go more obscure than I did last week, which may not have actually appeared last week, 
it's the time continuum is all it's like lost. It's like an episode of Lost in here. We never know when things are gonna come out and shit. But I'm gonna recommend a seven inch by a local Seattle group called the Death Wish Kids. And the name of the album or seven inch is There's Nothing in School They Can't Teach You on the Streets. Um it came out on Hopscotch Records in like two thousand, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere in there. Uh it's Blistering hardcore has got members of Mercy Devils and Pretty Girls Make Graves and Steve Creep currently uh, all play on it and it's really fucking good. So if you want to listen to some crazy ass hardcore, you should listen to that. Um, to show note you that specific EP because I know for a fact it's on YouTube right now. And then you guys can buy it if you like it, which you should because it's awesome. All right, uh, so that's that's keeping it fifty one fifty for Switch. Whichever week this comes out. Yeah. You, you never know. Those shows probably took place deep in the past. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're. This is brand new, and you listen to it, and you're like, "How do you know the They're like fucking the Oscars of six months. <laughs> Why you guys still talking about? Right? <laughs> They're on so much dead. You guys, <laughs> right. Right. we will do a follow-up pod if he's dead. Absolutely, we're, we're, we'll definitely get into that. We will kill Um. All right. Um. So yeah. Uh. Thanks for listening. Peace.